Hello and welcome to Renegade Mama. I am your host, Natalie Rees. Today on the show, I speak with Shona McFox. Her first birth was a planned birth center birth, and her second birth was a planned home birth with the Community Midwifery Program. At the 11th hour in her second birth, Shona decided to have a free birth, something she had really wanted from the start. What I love about Shona is her complete transparency and her awareness of herself and her processes during pregnancy and labor. We also talk about conditioning and how strong it is and how it can sometimes try and override our intuition. Shona is relatable, has an open heart and is a great storyteller. Oh, and did I mention she has a wonderful Irish accent too? Really the only reason why I got her on. No, I'm joking. She's awesome. Enjoy. Okay, so today we're going to chat through your births, mm-hmm. which I, we have touched on briefly before, yeah. but I'm really excited to hear all the details. Yeah. So tell me about your first birth, your falling pregnant. Were you, was it that plan to fall pregnant? or? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, I wanted babies like yesterday. Okay. Like, I'm like, give me a baby. Like, I just, I just wanted babies like for as long as I can remember. How old were you? Um. Oh, like. We got married. I was 29 when I had Bonnie. Same as me. And my husband is quite, he's, he'd hate me to even say this, but he's quite traditional in that sense. And I was like, maybe we could have a baby before we get married. And then he's like, no, well, why don't we just bring the wedding forward a year? So we brought the wedding forward and then had the baby um, because that's how you're meant to do it. Yes. yes. (laughs) So funny. Um, So yeah, I just, wanted babies like that was just my whole life like and I remember even when my auntie had my cousin so I would have been maybe 15 I think when she was born and I was like tell me everything like I wanted to know all the things and that was such a weird question to ask it's just like what why don't you want to tell me and she didn't want to tell me what about the birth and things yeah like and it was nearly like oh yeah I'll tell you so like you don't go off and get pregnant as a teenager kind of thing. I'm like, no, that's not why I want to know. Yeah. I want to know because I, this is the most incredible thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I, re- I recognized that there was such a honoring of that for me at such a young age. Mm. Um. So when I, when I, when we really started saying, okay, this, you know, this is actually going to happen now. Yeah. How long was, had you been together for? Ah. <sighs> Five years? Okay. Five years. Yeah, yeah I think five Why years. Why did you wait so long? Um, Because we, we were together for two years, I think, when we were at home in Ireland. And then we came away and we were traveling and like we were traveling in Asia and then traveling around Australia. And then like our foundations weren't really laid. Yes. And then we were planning for the wedding and then our wa- wedding was booked for 2015 and then I was like, baby, 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 baby. And so we brought our wedding forward to 2014. Wow. And then, yeah, I was pregnant by the day we should have been getting married. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? It was just, I don't know. It wasn't nearly like a purposeful waiting. I feel like a lot to do, a lot of it was to do with me and my health. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to mm-hmm. be fit. I wanted my cycle to be regular because it never was. That's interesting. Um, I came off the pill, uh, I'd say maybe the 
two years. I'd say I was off the pill about two and a half years before I got pregnant and there was some semblance of a normal cycle. Okay. Um, so getting pregnant was a bit of a surprise because I didn't have, there was nothing ever regular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when we started really talking about it, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, we need private health insurance and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, hold on a second. And then I was looking up the family birth center. And when I saw that, I was like, this is what I want because he wasn't okay with a home birth. Mm-hmm. I really wanted a home birth. Mm-hmm. He wasn't okay with a home birth. This was before we were even pregnant. We were having these conversations. And I was like, okay, that's fine. We can meet in the middle and do family birth center. Mm-hmm. And then how, yeah, so when, it's funny actually how we conceived because I was obviously, as I said, baby, 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 baby. Yeah. And he not so much like and he said to me one night when we were out having a couple of glasses of wine that he he wasn't ready to lose me yet Ooh, and I was like oh god it's like okay because I was like why why give me one like I want a baby what's the problem and then when he said that to me I was like okay maybe I'll cool off a little bit because you will lose me because all I want is babies like I love you <laughs> But I just want babies. Yeah. I was just, I feel like I was just born to be a mother. But yeah. yeah, when he said that, I did cool off a little bit. But yeah, we were having all of these conversations about how I wanted it to look, how I wanted to feel. Um, I was very aware of that and aware of the fact that I didn't feel like I needed doctors or interventions. I just, it's so strange because when I look back in hindsight, over the t- the birth of the two girls, it's the one thing in my life I have been so sure of. Mm-hmm. One thing in my life, I'm like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I actually don't need anything else. I can do this. Mm-hmm. But everything else, I'm always searching outside of myself. Yeah, it's so funny. It's just that intuition and that when that divine feminine switches on in pregnancy and birth, she's there. Like she's yeah. just like, I've got you, and we've got this. Yeah, I always think it's funny when people say um, oh, women are so irrational or so um, sensitive when they're pregnant. It's like, yeah, we're really sensitive because we're so much more in tune than we ever, ever. are in our life. Exactly. Like, there's this innate you're just kind divine of... feminine incarnate when you're growing a baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, but of course we are. Of course we're more sensitive. Like, yeah, because we can <laughs> feel and know everything. No, everything. And isn't that so yeah. so magic? It's yeah. like such a connection to source and then birth just brings it to a whole other level yes so yeah we had decided yeah I was like baby 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 and then it was his birthday so it was his birthday in March and we sat down and did like vision boards and all that kind of jazz and we did them separately so we were doing our each one and then we were coming together and putting it together yeah and so this was March I had said pregnant by August and he had said pregnant by October yeah and that week I got pregnant Oh wow! like literally within it could have been even that day I don't know but within that wow. couple of days around his birthday yeah I got pregnant That's and cool. we didn't realize the connection of that until maybe July or August and he was looking back over his journal and stuff like that and yeah. he was like oh my god and I was like how incredible is that because I felt her with me for years she was sitting on my shoulder yeah for years and years and years and so come on dad but as soon as he was ready it was just like boom here I am here I am and yeah so I knew family birth center was where I wanted to go then I 
when I keep I, I'm going all over the place. I'm sorry. That's fine. So when, 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 yeah. So because my cycle wasn't regular, when my period was late, I was like, it's just late. Like it doesn't mean anything. And we went. We brought some kids from work on a camping trip up to Yanchip. Yeah. And. I found myself, when I look back now, I'm like, how did you not know? So my period was late as far as I was concerned. Yeah. But I found myself in the bus stuffing my face with like Ritz crackers. <laughs> like I couldn't get them into my mouth fast enough. I wanted salty. I wanted crunchy. And I and I stopped. I was like, what am I doing? What is that? What's wrong with me? But still, I never, I just because I don't have that food around I was like oh maybe it's just because it's there yeah. like and then I remember saying to one of the girls after my shower I was like oh god my boobs are so sore but again my period like this was all I yeah, was yeah. in such denial yeah and then say that was on the Sunday and then the Monday I was like I think I'm gonna go get a pregnancy test so went and got a pregnancy test and Finn came home from work and I was studying with the institute of integrative nutrition at that point so Ooh. I was on the computer studying and he came in and I had a big bag of family bag of Maltesers <laughs> and again like I used to eat all that stuff but I hadn't eaten that kind of stuff in ages yeah. and I was like shoving the Maltesers into my mouth and he walked in he was like period or pregnant <laughs> I was like I haven't done the test yet because you you're not here like yeah so did the test Obviously, I was pregnant. It was the most incredible thing. We both fell on the floor laughing and crying and all the things. And then he realized, oh, my God, it was around my birthday. And it was just such a wonderful time. So obviously, then I had to go to the doctor because that's what you do. Yeah. I didn't know any different. Yeah. So I went to the doctor and she was like, OK, we'll just do up some, some referral for some bloods. And I was like, I want to go to the birth center. And she was like, OK, you're like five weeks pregnant and I'm like yeah but I want to go to the birth center like what do I need to do yeah and she's like oh I can do a referral but as far as I know you can just call them yourself yeah so and then I was waiting for her to tell me I was pregnant <laughs> so interesting I was having this conversation the other day like I was literally waiting for her to tell me I was pregnant and she's like is everything okay and I didn't know this doctor from Adam it was just like where's the closest doctor yeah and I was like I think I need you to tell me that I'm pregnant and she's like Shona you're pregnant like those tests are as good as the one that I can give you. Like, yeah. so then I left the doctors, went home and did the second test oh, wow. just to make sure. Just 100%. <laughs> 100%. And that was also positive. Um, so then, yeah, went through my pregnancy and just like ate up all the books and all the things and just everything I did. We did hypnobirthing and that was funny because that was a bit of a bone of contention for us. Mm. because he was like oh it's a lot of money and do we not need money for the things mm -hmm. you know that and we I, it was it was a bit of a battle and eventually we got there and he just he says to this day like it was the best money we've ever spent in terms of birth because he then was daddy doula for my second birth yeah um but he tells all of his friends who have are having babies whose partners are pregnant he's like you go and you spend the 500 dollars or whatever it is and you do hypnobirthing because yeah. it just it's solidified for him how the body works and how it's just natural and normal mm -hmm. and, and it worked for you because i i didn't personally like it did not align with me hypnobirthing i feel like for me it was because i 
I knew that my body was capable of it, but I still mm-hmm. found that conditioning slipping in about yeah. pain and drugs Absolutely, and yeah. all of that stuff. And I'm like, no, I want to know that I've got a tool. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was for yeah. me. And that was because I was very much still mainstreamy. Yep. And that was the thing that kind of stuck yeah, out for great. me. Yeah. Great. Um, and for him I knew that he would get so much from it because absolutely he comes from a sports physio background it shows how the body works and it it did it all just clicked in Mm -hmm. for him so we would do our hypnobirthing and then we because we'd be driving separately and we'd ring each other and we'd speak the whole way home and he'd be like and this and this and this and he just (laughs) lapped it up and for me then that was enough yeah and to give him like a purpose and a role he just loved that so my my pregnancy went on went through the birth center was all completely fine yep. i wasn't aware so much of the red tape then yep. like it was just that was just how it was i remember actually for the glucose tolerance test i went in with like two liters of orange juice and all these other things and i'm like do i really need to drink that drink or can i have all of these things and the doctor was like well no and she gave me the reasons and i was like okay fine whatever i was like this is one thing and i'll i'll do it yeah. um and I will never forget that day. I was reading a book and I couldn't, I couldn't see the words. Like it was horrendous drinking. What, from the, drinking? From the it? glucose test. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was like, I can't, don't ever. No, I won't. Don't even do it for fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just don't. Um, yeah, it was such a strange, strange feeling. Cause like, like that getting my body ready for getting pregnant, I was like fully alkaline, vegan, like no sugar. Like I oh, was wow. super, like super clean. Yeah. And then to drink this anyway, yeah. obviously it was fine. And so then I went into, I was in early labor with Bonnie for like a whole day and I was in denial. I just had a sore back that was getting progressively worse as the day went on. <laughs> and I had had the, in the week previous when my midwife came to see me, she had said I had an irritable uterus. Oh my God. So I was like, what does that even mean? And she was like, oh, well, you're contracting, but they're not productive. And I was like, okay, fine. What, but it, why did I have to use that language? Irritable uterus? Yeah. like, okay. And I remember. You mean my I, body's getting ready? Yeah. Like, I remember I took a picture of myself in the mirror and sent it to my mom. Go, does my uterus look irritable to you? Like, what? Yeah. So anyway, so I had an irritable uterus. Yes. And I was in early labor. Like, just say that. Yeah. Like, or just say your body's getting ready. Yeah. Do you know? Normal yeah. language. What was your relationship like with the midwife? Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. She was kind of, she was one of the older midwives in the birth mm-hmm. center, which I loved. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she was very kind of to the book in a sense, but still quite like she honored the fact that I came in with a hundred million questions written down and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, And yeah, so when i was in i think it, i think it was a monday i think yeah i was in labor all day that day how many day. weeks were you and then i was she was born at 37 and 5 whoa that's early yeah i mean yeah. it's not that early but i always am like amazed because i've always been like 42 weeks yeah <laughs> well i w- well not that late with brie but like yeah. with bonnie i had had a weekend of maternity leave so I finished work on so the... So 37 fr- weeks plus five days. Yeah. You're, so allow- you're allowed inverted commas from 37 weeks, aren't you? To do... Well, to be yeah. at home. Yeah. At home or birth centre. I think birth centre, it must have been the same. Yeah. Um. So I had like finished work on the Friday and then I had went into labour on the Monday oh, wow. and I'm like, I didn't even get any maternity leave. Like, what? what? 
it. But anyway. Do you think you were that early? Do you know what I mean? Like, were your dates exactly I right? I don't know what my dates because were. Because you were because a little bit... Because my cycle was yeah. so irregular. I have no idea what, what my dates were. what scans had you had? I had both scans. So you had the dating scan. Yeah. And the 20 And the 20 week scan. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like that, I didn't think to question it. Mm. I just didn't. Because you could have been later. You just absolutely know. could have been later. Especially if you're second, but who knows? Yeah, yeah we, we'll like, never know these things. We, and and we won't ever know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt that was the first time in a couple of days I felt like I could eat something, mm-hmm. and I ate that night, that evening, and then Finn had been sleeping on the floor all weekend because I could only sleep on the couch. So he was sleeping on the floor beside me. And so he was like, I need to go to bed, baby. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Totally fine. So I put on our wedding video because I felt like I just needed that like oxytocin. (laughs) I needed a good cry. Like go like, and I was still in denial, still in denial. Um, and watched our wedding video and when it got to the vows so listen to our vows I was crying and crying and crying and then I was like oh my god I need to vomit so I went and I did a huge vomit and some wee came out <laughs> I was like oh that's weird and then I went back and I I was like oh I can actually, I feel like I can lie down now um and then when I look back and it's just like Shona, how did you not know this but I didn't so I felt like I could lie down then so I went into bed and I lay down and then I felt like oh I need to go to the toilet again so went to the toilet waters broke but not with a pop I just had like a very slow kind of trickle Mm -hmm. and I'm just telling this part of the story because I just love it so much and I went into Finn then it was like three o'clock in the morning and I just kind of shook him I was like baby I think I think my waters have broken and he kind of woke up and he just heard like drip 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 on the wooden floor and he was like yeah babe I think your waters have broken so we went into hospital then and went to the birth center and she had passed meconium yep the baby, I didn't know it was her at the time. Yeah. Baby passed meconium, so I had to go to the hospital. And I was like, God damn it, really? So, but it was fine because the midwife, she stayed with me the whole time. And they put me on a bed and put monitors on me and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't need to stay here. I don't need to be lying on this bed. And the doctor was really funny about it. Yeah. And the midwife was like, it's fine. Like, I can change the, I can move the monitors like you're fine and again I felt like I couldn't understand why it was such a big deal for me to be asking to get Stand off up. the bed and move around <laughs> yeah. like I was like how is this even a thing but I was so in it I was like I'm having a baby like yeah. this is happening and so then we were transferred to the birth suite and the doctor came in then and told me so nicely that I could get off the bed oh, I'm like oh, fuck you I would have been getting off the bed anyway <laughs> like what and then because oh yeah I had groupy strep oh yeah so I had I needed what was it that I needed to be I needed to be in established labor six and a half hours after my waters broke and established labor is classified as four one minute contractions in 10 minutes right one to one and a like what yes exactly it absolutely blows my mind that this is how I just can't even. So I then... Did you have to do that test, by the way? Was that compulsory or could have you declined it? I got into fear and I started reading into babies that had it. Yeah. And because I had so many gut issues, I was like, well, I probably have this and I need to know because what if I give it to my baby? And I just got into that fear space. Yeah. So... You chose to have it. I chose to have it. I didn't have to. I didn't have it the next time around. Yeah. But... um, yeah, so then I was in the mindset that I needed to work to get myself 
into established labor. Yeah. So I was doing all the things to get myself into labor. And I just kept looking at the monitor, kept looking at the monitor, kept Shit. looking at the monitor. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like looking back, I'm like, what was I doing? Uh-oh. And Finn was incredible. He literally just held me and he looked at my, he looked directly into my eyes and he was like, get into your, mi- get out of your mind and into your body. And he just kept it's repeating that hard, over though, and over and over again. The midwife had turned down the monitor and he said, he like, he was looking at the monitor yeah. then. And as he was saying that to me, he could just see this contraction, this oh, surge yes. just rising and rising, rising. And then that was me. I was done. I was in it then. Great. And I felt so good because they were like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to start the oxytocin. Oh my gosh. And he was so good because he was like, can we please just have five minutes? You know, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So we, they, I know, I knew because my waters broke at half three, I didn't need it until half nine, I think. But they were pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to give it to me from like five, six a.m. And I was like, no, no, no. I know I don't need this yet. And we pushed it to 8 8 a.m for them to give it to me and my midwife was like I'll give it like super slow super low like and the doctor actually said to me that if you don't have the oxytocin you will need a cesarean section or your baby will die oh my god and that's when Finn was like can you just please give us five minutes jeez so I literally was sitting on the ball and I just held my belly and I just connected with her and I was like, we are fine. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely, we're fine. Mm-hmm. And I felt that so strongly that I knew that I was so confident to be like, no, actually, I don't need that right now. Mm-hmm. So then this really, really annoyed the midwives in the birth center. Then Finn left the room to go get water or something. And the midwife had gone for something else. They were both out of the room anyway. And the doctor came in to me and I had to write down, I take full responsibility. Oh my God. If anything was to happen, my baby, blah, blah, blah. And sign it. Just what you need. So a laboring woman. Oh God. It's like, what? So then there was a big thing about this, which I don't like, absolutely there should have been. Um, But then... Yeah, so this was like, I think eight o'clock they started the oxytocin, but like my cannula kept falling out and my midwife didn't really bother putting it back in again. And then there was the changeover of midwife. So my actual midwife, who I had been with the whole time, arrived at about half past nine, just as I was like having a massive spew all over the place. And then I was down on the bed. I was just doing all the things. I was on the football. I was on my hands and knees. Mm -hmm. I was leaning across the bed. I had, I feel like she was posterior. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't figure that out until I was actually doing my doula training. And I was like, hold on a second. All of those signs point to her being posterior because it was all down my legs like I had a cervical lip, like there was all of these things that happened that my midwife didn't tell me about because she didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was on the ground and I was like, oh yeah, I think I feel like I need to poo. And then that's when she discovered the cervical lip. So I was on my side on the bed with my one leg on Finn's shoulder and she was like pressing down on the lip. Oh, God. Oh, that was That was the most painful thing. That was in all of it. That was the most painful thing. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, just stay there, Shona. Just breathe through this one. Just and I was like, Voop, no. And I was on my hands and knees on the bed because she was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was on my hands and knees and 
when I talk about it, like when I talked about it afterwards, I was like, I was pushing for like 15 minutes or so, was I? And Finn was like, you were pushing for like 45 minutes. And I was oh, like, oh, that's not that long. Okay. That's pretty fast. But in my mind, I was pushing yeah, for 15. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she was very much in and out and in and out because I didn't have, my midwife kept telling me to breathe into my bottom, but I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting frustrated and I was getting out of my body. And mm-hmm. it was all just, there was just like breaks in the circuit the whole way down. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, my midwife was like, Shona, I really need you to give a couple of big pushes because they're, they're going to be in here. Like they're going to be in here any minute. And Isn't it I, horrible, that pressure? Yeah. But that's what I needed. That's what I needed at that time because I was like, okay, I'm, they, whoever they are, are not coming in. Yes. And there was pediatricians there because she had pa- she had passed meconium. Yeah. So there was, now I know, there was my midwife, a second midwife, and three pediatricians waiting outside. in the room. No, they were in the room. Although in the but room. But the doctors were waiting outside because oh, they just see you all on monitors. like So they can see that Fuck this me. baby's in and out and in and out for, God forbid, 45 minutes. Um, and yeah, then she, her head came out in the midwife. I was like, she's got a big head of hair like her dad's. And then I was like, okay, baby's here. And then she was just passed up Mm -hmm. the most incredible thing. Like there she was between my legs. And I just, I had all of these wires everywhere because I had the antibiotics for the group strep. I had the monitors oh here. God. I had the cannula here for the oxytocin. But somehow I ring, wrangled my way well out of done. everything, got up to the top of the bed and just had her on my chest. Beautiful. And her cord was really short. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I couldn't actually put her on my boob. I just kind of had her like on my tummy chest area. Yeah. And I everything else after that is a blur. Yeah. Like I don't remember passing the placenta. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember a lot after that. Were you conscious? I was definitely conscious. Yeah, but it's it's just just a blur. It's just a bit of a blur. And then I said to my midwife, maybe about an hour or two afterwards, I was like, Janine, I wouldn't describe that as painful. And she wet herself laughing at me. (laughs) And I was like, what? I wouldn't. I was like, I would describe it as like, I don't even know what word I described at the time, but like, it's a huge sensation. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't use intensity. The, intensity. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I wouldn't use the word pain. And mm-hmm. she thought this was the funniest thing ever. Like, cause I had like tore, I needed stitches, that kind of stuff, which again, I didn't think to say, please don't stitch me. Like mm-hmm. in that, in that moment. Yeah. But I would never, ever have described it as pain. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, she thought that was really funny. And then maybe it was like the next week we went to like a mother's group in the birth center. And she was like, oh, Shona, tell everybody what you said. Oh, my God. And I was like, well, no, I actually probably won't. Because it was a joke. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I'm mocking like, you rather I'm than like, celebrating no, you. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't like that you did that, do you know? Yeah. But looking back, like, I feel like there was elements of it that, could have been a little bit more traumatic than they actually were and if I wasn't as if I didn't feel as empowered as I did mm. it would have it could have it could have been so much worse this is what I always think though there's people like you there's people like me that end up in hospital yeah. and we're informed and yeah. empowered and we still struggle absolutely could you imagine somebody no. that goes in there completely clueless no like I can't I re- and at that point like for my for, for Bonnie I felt like I was like 50 50 informed and clueless do you know what I mean I felt like I was kind of 
yeah. dancing in between the two. Yeah. Um, but there was definitely like a doctor saying, like for her to say that to me. Yeah, I had the same, exactly the same thing. It's like what? if you want this baby to live, you yeah. have to do what we say. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> but it's funny because when Finn talks about it, he's like. It was at the time, because I had no idea of time at this point. And he was like, it was obviously a shift change yeah. or her superior had come on yeah. and said something to her because she was kind of understanding and, you mm-hmm. know, all of that. And then, boom, no, this, you need this now. Because yeah. she was in at one point and she'd been checking my contractions and stuff because I didn't know what was happening. Um, and she was like, oh, that's a really big one. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, that's been happening all day. Like, yeah. I'm good. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. Just leave me alone please what i'm doing let me just do this yeah um so yeah that was bonnie and yeah so four and a half years ago in the birth center mm-hmm. and how did you feel afterwards i felt fucking amazing yeah i felt like i could take on the world yeah i felt like so bonnie was born on the tuesday and my mom arrived on the friday and yeah, she was having a little bit of trouble with her latch. Mm-hmm. So we went to see the lactation consultant at King Eddie's on, say, the Monday or whatever. And you know, the parking at King Eddie's is just disastrous. I don't know if I've ever been there. And <laughs> it's like all Subiaco, like yeah. horrible parking, parallel street parking. And yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. So I was driving, driving there and I was like, Mommy, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I can't park the car. There's nowhere to park. And she's like, Sean, you've just had a baby. You can do anything. (laughs) So I reverse parallel parked for the first time ever in my life. (laughs) And I was like, hi, I have the business. (laughs) And I just felt so empowered. I felt so philosophical about women. Yeah. I really went into that, like, how are women treated like shit? Because if it wasn't for women, nobody would be here. Not one single person would be here. I remember just being so... I felt that too. In touch with the feminine then? Yes, I, I yeah, I, I think I've probably said this on a previous podcast, but I just felt so connected yes, to every to woman every in the woman. room. And yeah. I was like, fuck, women are amazing. Women like, are I had amazing. this epiphany, like, everybody has done this. I Let's know. Let's give them birth. Everybody. Like, and like, well, everyone I, has because they're, yeah, they're being born as well. They've been born. Yeah. yeah but like, how, how in so many cultures are women second class citizens? Yeah. How? Yeah. Because they're scared of us <laughs> all these men wouldn't fucking be here yeah. like it just blows my mind the ultimate control <laughs> i know we really do but they're so scared of us and i feel like that like that's be- that's birth yeah like that's that's a woman in her power yes and what what is more powerful than that yeah like someone was telling me about this thing that men do this kind of rite of passage i say that in inverted commas because it's ridiculous they go off into the jungle and yeah. they hook themselves to a tree oh, nice. and try to pull the hook out of their body so they can some way stimulate what a woman would feel like. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like what? Because it's totally the same. Totally the same. Absolutely the same thing. Like, mm. absolutely blows my mind. But no, I felt incredible afterwards yeah. and I just wanted to tell my birth story to everyone. Yep. And that was really confronting for some people in my circles because yes. they're like, I don't, I, I don't care. Yeah. Like the baby's here and that's all that matters. And they've probably got a whole heap of trauma. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, no, 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 this, this, this and this and this. And, you know, I just remember when I was pregnant with her watching so many birth videos and just immersing myself in that world. And then it happened to me. Yeah. I was like, I have given birth. <laughs> like, this is amazing. And then it was like, I've, this is my purpose. Like, this is. Yes what i meant to do it's why i'm here yes. like 
And I just lapped up every second of all the things like Mm -hmm. sleepless nights, breastfeeding, all of the stuff just, Mm -hmm. it just was. And it was just so magic. Like my mum was there for the first seven weeks of her life, which was incredible. Um, And yeah, I just loved it. Like Mm -hmm. every single second of it. And I felt like, like I've always been, you know, connected to my intuition and like been doing energy work and stuff like that. But there was no intuitive connection. I've never felt anything like what I felt mm-hmm. in birth and then after giving birth. Yes. And just all of these drop-ins that you have and all of these full body knowings that yes. you get. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's what it feels like to be a woman. Right. Okay. Yeah. I get that. And it just, it was the most incredible thing. And then I feel like for the first year of her life, I was like, I'm done now. I'm complete. I don't need anything else in the whole world. <laughs> I really don't. Like, because I thought I'd wanted three babies and all of that. And I'm like, no, this is all I need. I don't yeah. need anything else. And then until she was about 18 months, I was like, mm, maybe I want another baby. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get your period back? Oh, I didn't get my period back until... So she was two in November and I got my period back in the January yeah, that's so exactly so the same. Twenty six months. Yeah, and I'm, then I had yeah. two periods, and then I was pregnant same again. Me. Yeah, I think I had three periods. And yeah, again. yeah. And again, there was no regularity at okay. all. Wow. So again, when my period was late, I was like, mm, I haven't. There's, you know, I think there was like a twenty day cycle, and then like a thirty something day cycle, and then I was pregnant. Bang. So yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know, um, but like before even getting pregnant I had done my doula training Mm -hmm. I had you know started doing mama blessings and all that really immersing myself in the world of motherhood and birth and the rite of passage that birth is Mm -hmm. and the fact that women are like there's there's such little honoring of the woman yes in pregnancy and birth and motherhood it Mm -hmm. just it, I feel like it exists, exists more because I've cultivated my world for it to exist. Yes, yes. But in the real world, that's not there. Mm-hmm. And that breaks my heart. Yes. So I really like, I was like, I, this is what, this is what I need to do. I need to honor mm-hmm. women. And yes, they're giving birth, but honor the birth of them. Yes. Because that was a huge thing for me. But again, it was easy. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like that transition for me actually the transition from not being a mother to being a mother was easier than the transition from one babies to two babies interesting yeah, yeah. really a, a, yeah very strange um yeah I, I kind of had that a little bit i don't know it's hard for me to say mm. i always yeah i always sounds really um cocky but i always knew i was going to be a good mother yeah and so i was like yeah when i had my first it was actually kind of easy yeah but then two i was like shit i've given everything to one and now i have to do it i know (laughs) and i think that's what it was i was like how am i gonna do this but i remember one of my friends saying to me who had a baby a little bit after me she's like why didn't you tell me that this was so hard and i was like i didn't because i didn't think it was yeah yeah like i really didn't yeah, and then there's also amnesia, I think. Yeah. Because you look yeah. back and you just remember all the beautiful memories. And you think, oh, and you do forget, you know, sleepless mm. nights and all these different but things. But I feel like the whole, the sleep thing, I just feel like, 
I'm, I'm never going to sleep again. Yeah. Like, I've just got that <laughs> in my mind. Like, sleep is just <laughs> overrated. Sleep, really? So overrated. Who needs sleep? Who Not me. Sleep? I don't know. Actually, I must say, like, yes, you do get less sleep. But at the same time, that was one of the biggest thing I was worried of, things I was worried about having kids. And then it's actually not that bad. It's not that bad at all. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. Like, it's Just, not. It is what it is. And, yeah, I think, I don't know, I co-sleep and mm, you co-sleep so we, as well. Yeah. I think they say that co-sleeping, you may sleep lighter, but you sleep much longer. Yeah, yeah. And so... You know, the other day I woke up after a late night with my daughter at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, the best. After my dad's 60th birthday. It was oh, great. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I, I do. I feel like there's, don't get me wrong, there's sometimes at nighttime when I've got a 18-month-old on one boob and a four-and-a-half-year-old on the other boob, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I just need a little bit of space. Yeah. But aside from that, it's just, it yeah. just is what it is. Yeah. Like, and I find myself... You know, obviously there's there's days where I'm like, no, the sleep thief came last night. Yes. Like, <laughs> but other days I'm like, oh, I'm actually fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, sleep okay. is so overrated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you fell pregnant. Obviously you were trying the second time or just kind of come what may. Um, it was a kind of come what may situation. But when, so I got my period back and then I was like, okay, go time. Yeah. And then the next time, so the next month mm-hmm. when it was late in inverted commas because there was no cycle, I did a test and it was negative and I was really upset. Uh. And Finn was really upset too. Yeah. And I was like, okay we're on the same page here and then that was just a time in my life where my libido was so high mm. it was just so high because clearly I just wanted to make a baby yes, yes. <laughs> so like with that it wasn't even a trying but there was definitely no contraception yeah. like it was just we weren't actively doing if if you say doing mm-hmm. conscious conception mm-hmm. but we're very much of the belief that a baby will come when and if it's meant to come mm-hmm. um and that's just where we both were at and so yeah when um whenever we found out I was pregnant again it was really funny because I went to a friend's um a friend's dad does Bowen therapy yep and she invited all of her friends over because he was down from, he lives up north and he was down, he was like, come over, my dad will do bowing on everyone. But he's like, he does bowing, but he's like, he's got this incredible, like, psychic, energetic, he's just amazing. He's so amazing. And he was just kind of doing like quick little treatments on everybody. And I think I was up on the table with him for like a half an hour. And I had a really, really intense, like, mind heart opening moment of like being literally in the heavens and I was like oh that's interesting and (laughs) I knew I was going to be going home to do a pregnancy test yeah so now I know that he knew I was pregnant then like he felt the soul and so we did the pregnancy test that afternoon found out I was pregnant and I was just like boom yeah awesome home birth this is happening you know blah 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 and then I really really dropped into conversation the idea of a free birth with Finn mm-hmm. and Finn was just like babe you can do whatever I have full faith in you and you do whatever it is you feel the most comfortable with mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, yeah, okay, awesome. We're going to do it. And then, no, mm -mm. no, I'm not. Can't do it. Not, you know, what if this? What if that? Blah, blah, blah. Fear, 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 fear. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go with CMP. So went with CMP and in the, how did that even happen? I just rang up. Yeah, I just rang up and I was like, I don't have a doctor, you know, just referred myself and that Mm -hmm. was all fine. And then got the call to say that Melita was going to be my midwife. And that was just like the happiest dance I've ever done. So that just felt so good. And then she came she came, she did a home visit was the first thing she did. And just instantly there was just this connection. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this feels really, really good. And she was so open and respectful and just, just normal and really in tune, but also so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. You could see that this was her life's work mm-hmm. and that she has this incredible knowledge and this incredible, um, I don't know, lifetime of birth that she has been to. But she's so respectful of each woman and each birth. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, why isn't she a private midwife? Like, why isn't she a private midwife? Like, why doesn't she do this privately? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because people who go with CMP need her. Absolutely, yeah. Because she fought with me for so many things. Mm -hmm. And if I had had any other midwife, that wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, there were so many fucking red tape reasons why they were telling me I wouldn't be able to have a home birth. Um, So I had um, recurrent UTIs that weren't symptomatic. But it was coming up that there was E. coli. So this was a reason why I couldn't have a home birth. And I was just like, what like mm. really and then my baby was big oh yeah i went for the first scan no i didn't go for the first scan I, you have to go for the 20 week yes, scan with cmp that, that was it so i went for the 20 week scan and then big baby big baby big baby big baby yeah and i was just like oh for fuck's sake and i was just for fuck's sake because i'm like i'm growing this baby yeah no it's fine like it's fine but because again i was with cmp i had to go back for a repeat scan but the thing is they shouldn't have done any measurements that Mm -hmm. day when i went in for the 20-week scan it was just i think it was just the anatomy scan so yeah it's not yeah but at 20 weeks how do you know what size a baby's gonna be i know it's it's so ridiculous and i only did it because i was like we had to i had to if you want to be part of their little club and the guy did measurements and as he was doing them i was like that's weird but still i was like i was i was frozen yes i know what like i really was frozen (laughs) and i could see that he was doing these measurements and i was like what what but i didn't speak yeah i didn't say anything Mm. so i came out and i called melita and she was just like, what? They did measurements. I put so clearly on that referral. And she was really, really angry. And then she was like, listen, Shona. She was like, you're probably just going to need to go for a repeat scan. Blah, 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 blah. And I just said, fuck this, Melita. I said, I'm just going to go into the, the forest and do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, Shona, don't say that. And I said, no, I'm serious. I was like, that's what's going to happen. And I was joking, mm-hmm. but serious all at the same time. Yeah. So the free birth thing was there all the time and it was almost as if the baby 
was telling me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm free birthing. That's it. I just, that's what I'm doing. I just won't contact the midwife when I go into labor. Mm-hmm. So I had it all formulated in my mind. I spoke to my friend who's a midwife. Didn't tell her that I was thinking of doing a free birth, but just yeah. kind of got a yeah. little bit because I couldn't tell her that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because then she'd be like, you shouldn't have told me. Why did you tell me? Yeah. So you know had some information that I felt like I needed was listening free birth society was just in my ears like 24 yeah. 7 yeah. and then when it came to going for the repeat scan for the f- to see how big my baby was I went diligently like this yes, good, little good little girl, girl went and I got this scan still free birth society in my ears while I'm waiting to have the scan done wow and it's amazing how ingrained I know. it is for all of us to be good little citizens. So I'm sitting there waiting for my scan, listening to all of these incredible free birth stories. And then I go in and it's like the, you know, head sonographer person and then like someone who's in training. Yeah. And he like he was talking to her, but I'm right there. Yeah. Hello. And he's saying like, too. so, the, you know, she's here now because um she's got a big baby and the word big baby, large all these words were just thrown around and I was just like lying there going if I was not so sure that my body could grow and birth a baby that I'm capable of birthing I would be really fucking scared right now mm-hmm. and the girl so it was a female and a male and she came around she was doing something and she said something and I was just like nah she's like excuse me and I said I don't believe that I'm gonna grow a baby that I won't be able to birth yeah and she's like well that's not always the case and I was just like okay there's no point there's just no point but I just I was so strong in my knowing Mm -hmm. that I was gonna grow a baby that would fit through my pelvis like amazing it wasn't even it didn't even cross my mind that it was an issue but I just got so angry for Mm. the women who would be in that situation and not have that knowing Mm mm-hmm and just then go down this route of, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. Yeah. Well, because I was there. Okay. Like, I was in it. I was sitting there having a scan with free birth podcast in my ears. Yes. Like, what? Yeah, if, yeah. again, what hope do women have? Yeah. Like, well, and this, got a lot of hope. I so then say I had to go to see the obstetrician to get properly signed off for the free birth. So I had my scan. Not and the then, free birth for the birth. For the free, <laughs> signed off for the free birth. <laughs> Sign me off for free birth, please. No signed permission off. needed. <laughs> signed off for the home birth yeah so I went down to see her and she opened up my file and she was like what were you getting a repeat scan for and I was like oh because I said my baby was big and she literally got out the scale and she re-graphed it and she was like this was scaled wrong I was like oh my god and she was like and I see all of your your analysis stuff has come back okay and I'm like yeah it's fine I put probiotics in it. <laughs> <laughs> what you put probiotics? No, not really. I, no, I went and I got like ridiculous herbs because I knew that it was all fine. Yeah. But still, I nearly wanted it to be on paper fine. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just did all these herbs and all this, these, all the things. Yeah. To kind of get the tick of approval. Yeah. Still free birth, free birth, free birth. She was caught like she was called, and now that I know her, yeah, she was literally like, "What are you doing, ma'am? Like, yeah, we've got this." Yeah. So anyway, we went on and oh, she was a boy the whole way throughout my pregnancy as well. Like boy, 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 boy. There was no girl energy whatsoever. Interesting. Um, didn't even think of girls names. Even when Bonnie 
when somebody anybody said to Bonnie, well, it could be it could be a sister. It's not a sister. It's a brother. Like we were all so fully sure that this baby was a boy. And one of the reasons I felt that way is because I just felt this masculine presence around me all the time throughout my pregnancy. Mm. I just felt like I was just being protected. Like it felt like Archangel Michael. Like that's Mm. what it felt like. And in my very first kind of like women's circle that I did after conception, he was with me, like so strongly with me. And it was just so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so my baby was a boy. And mm-hmm. and I remember talking about it, like I talked about it all the time. I was like, <laughs> of course my baby's a boy. Like, I'll be so surprised if this, like it, it wasn't even a flicker of a thing <laughs> that it could be a girl. Not even a flicker. Yeah. And then I remember saying to Finn one night, I was like, Finn, what if my baby is a girl? I was like, my whole everything is based on empowering women to trust their intuition in birth and pregnancy. Yeah. And then here I am. <laughs> like, baby's a boy, baby's a boy. Oh no, actually baby's a girl. Like yeah. so funny. Yeah. But again, that just all ties in with her birth. Um, yeah. So stayed with CMP. And it was because it was Melita that was my midwife. Mm-hmm. I just felt really safe and comfortable with her. And I think there is something really nice with someone walking with you through pregnancy. Yeah, and she really did. Like, yeah. and she, you know, with all of the, you know, all of the red tape that they were putting up, like, she was so supportive in my arguing of that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And she really supported me in that. Yeah. Um. So, I'm trying to think. When... When the time I, it's funny, I had it in my head that this baby was going to be born at 37 days and 37 weeks and five days. Yes. Because Bonnie was. Yes. So then 37 weeks and five days came and I was like, where's the baby? (laughs) (laughs) What? Is this, is this not happening? Like, really? And then, yeah, just the, the days went on or whatever. And then one Saturday evening, we were walking to Bull Park. And I felt like proper surges happening and they were regular and they were all of that. So I was like, yeah, go time. This is awesome. So we How went, many weeks? This was, oh, I'm trying to remember now. So 30, nearly 40 weeks. Okay. So I would have been, so she was 40 and four. So I would have been 40 weeks on the Monday. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this was just coming up to 40 weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, started having some surges and then got home, got Bonnie to bed and I was like, okay, go time. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it now. So we had had like, I feel like the biggest part in all of this was the kind of setting up of my space. Mm-hmm. And I had the most incredible birth space with my pool and all of my affirmations on the wall. I had read the labyrinth of births. So I had labyrinths just anywhere where I would be focusing on. I had labyrinths drawn. Mm-hmm. I had a perfectly curated list of essential oils. I had all the herbs from Blissful Herbs. Wow. I had um, like my friend, um, my very bestest friend in the whole world, Tony, does flower essences. She had dropped over all of her flower essences. I was fully prepared for all the things. I'll get to all of this later. Yeah. So I was in the birth space then and I was just like, this is incredible. We're just going to 
we're gonna we're gonna have a baby like this is what's gonna happen yeah it's perfect and this is just incredibly perfect and then one of my biggest parts of laboring oxytocin was just like all the orgasms just give me all the orgasms i'll just take all the orgasms please yeah so i was drinking loads of cacao having lots of orgasms and just like connecting 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 and then on that was saturday night and then on sunday nothing was really happening but i was still in labor because it was happening something was happening so my midwife came and she was just like oh yeah like you know you're fine like i'll just kind of stay here for a little while and then i'll head on home but i was working I was working my little ass off because I realized afterwards that I was conditioned to believe that that's what I had to do. Yeah. As intuitively connected, I felt with my baby and my pregnancy and with myself, Mm -hmm. that conditioning still creeped in. And because I had to work to get myself into established labor with Bonnie, that's what I had to do again. Oh, of course, yes. So that's what I was doing. I was working. I was fitballing. I was drumming. I was giving, taking all the herbs, all the clary sage. Like it was all of these things, again, external yes. to myself. Yes. All of the things. Yes. So Finn was incredible. I was like, I need drums and I need this. And I need, he was like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, awesome. And he had the the you know the curated list of what oils i needed at any particular time like the different things going in the diffuser like he was so incredible but i was such a control freak (laughs) such a control freak but i was like but it's crystals and it's oils and it's herbs so it's not the same yeah these weren't conscious thoughts then but looking back i'm like whoa okay yeah Yeah. looking totally outside of yourself yeah so that was on the, uh, the Sunday then and I labored pretty comfortably like all day but like birth I had cat fan coat birth photographer she yeah. was there yeah so she was there and Melita was there Melita decided she'd go home cat stayed with us and we all had some food sat on the floor everything was really cruisy yeah and Melita went home and I was like that's fine Melita's gone now cat's gone I'll just work again all night long <laughs> So I continued to bounce on my ball. I had my drum. I had this like incredible like tribal didge kind of music like playing to just open up all the things. And did that all night then. Sunday night. Then Finn convinced me to go to sleep for a little while. And I think maybe I did. I can't really remember. And then on Monday. On Monday then... Yeah, my friend Tony came and took Bonnie. Mm -hmm. We were like, okay, today is the day. Because I've been doing this since Saturday at like five o'clock, Saturday evening. So Monday was the day it was going to happen. So my friend Tony came and took Bonnie. We like, I saged the shit out of the house. I had all (laughs) my things in place. Finn went to the shops and he came back and he walked into the birth space which was our lounge room yeah and he was like oh there's someone here and i was like what <laughs> so he's kind of psychic sometimes and yeah. kind of sees things sometimes and he's like oh there's someone here and i was like okay yeah awesome yeah and he was like it's fine though like it's just this woman she's got a long white dress on a long hair and she's here to just kind of be with you mm-hmm. and immediately i just thought bridget 
Just that was my thought when he said that. And then we forgot about it and went yeah. on a better day. Who's Bridget? Sorry. Bridget is the reason it came to me was so Bridget, like goddess Bridget, Saint okay. Bridget. Saint like, Bridget yeah. like Saint Bridget is yeah. yeah, the Catholicized version of then goddess Bridget was the original woman. Oh yeah. Um, another, another conversation. Whole another conversation. <laughs> yeah. And so then yeah, so that was Monday. And lit, like it was hot and heavy on Monday, mm-hmm. like hot and heavy, like full blown. Like I was on the football, I would need to bend over during surges. I couldn't get to the toilet, which is like from here to that door away without stopping at least three or four times. Wow. Like it was, it was proper. It was intense. Yeah. Like there's actually Kat has this picture of me and I'm like on my toes leaning against the wall. Yeah. And it was so... Like I, I'm saying it was so real because after that I needed to think that or I led myself to believe that it wasn't real. But Melita came and she was like, yeah, this is it. This is go time. Like Finn, get the pool ready. Like mm. baby is coming. And I remember saying to Kat, I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been doing for the last three days. Like baby is finally coming. I was like, I'm so tired. Yeah. I just cannot wait for this to actually happen. Yeah. And like at that point, my Fitball had got a puncture. My Clary Sage was all gone. My herbs were all gone. Um, Like it was like you couldn't have written it. You literally could not have written it. And so that that so actually I forgot to say that when my midwife came, she was like, do you want me to check your progress? And I was like, fuck it. I always said I would say no to this, but yeah, yeah we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Let's just have a look and yeah. see. She didn't tell me what I was, yeah. but she was just like, yeah, okay, fine. She was like, I'll stick around for another little while and then see what happens. And then it was go time within yeah. two or three hours. Yeah. So go time, pool set up, all the rest. I'm like, oh my God, yes, this is happening. This is so amazing. And then things kind of petered off a little bit. So... Melita came in again because she was incredible she just sat in the kitchen like me and Finn were just in the room doing our thing like it was like she wasn't even there yeah. and she came in and she was like say this was about eight nine o'clock and she had come at like four so yeah she had checked at about four she didn't tell me what I was and then it, it was happening she had all like all of the th- all of her stuff was set up everything was there baby's coming and I remember thinking, okay, when will we ring Tony to bring Bonnie back? Because I want her to be here. Mm-hmm. All of this was like, we were having these conversations. And then she was like, I'm just going to have a little look just to check and see. Because obviously things had petered off. And then I knew the second, the second she had her fingers there, she didn't do it to her face, didn't do anything. But it was just this feeling. Yeah. It's like something's wrong. And... I was lying on the couch and she just sat back. Like I'm getting so emotional even thinking about this. And she just sat back and she was like, okay. Uh, I'm going to need to tell you what you are. And I was like, okay. I was like, fuck it. Just tell me. And she was like, you're three centimeters. Yeah. I was like, what? And she was like, and you were three when I came here earlier and I stretched you to five but you've gone back to three again. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So I had spent all this time, like, you know, on the toilet and doing all the things to move the baby down and all the things. And obviously none of it did anything. Mm -hmm. And I 
literally I have never felt devastation like it ever in my whole life and she was just like you're probably and she would not want to say this like if it wasn't completely necessary she was like you're probably gonna have to go in tomorrow for a scan because you've been in labor for so long and nothing's happening and I was just like well then that's me having a baby in the hospital like that's what's happening so I was just beyond devastated and I cried like I have never cried before and then so she left and she was like just forget about your tummy forget about everything and try to rest I was like yeah okay fine sure devastated like so devastated so then Bonnie came home and Finn put Bonnie to bed and then he I was like I'm not sleeping Finn I this needs to happen I need to work again mm-hmm. I need to work at this again he's like Shona please you need to rest and I was like I don't I'm fine I need I need to fucking work 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 yeah. and he was like listen I'm going to prop you up with all of the, all of the cushions and all of the places on the couch and I'm going to put Outlander on. I was like, okay, <laughs> I can do Outlander. That's fine. So he l- propped me up in all the cushions and he set up, he started setting up a little bed for himself. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, Sean, I'm just going to be here. And I was like, I'm not sleeping, Finn. I was like, I'm just going to watch this episode of Outlander and then we're back again working. <laughs> and he was just like, oh my God. So I'm like, but what if I do fall asleep though? He was like, if you fall asleep, you fall asleep. Like, that's okay. Yeah. And I was like, set an alarm. And he was like, oh my God, Sean, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm not setting an alarm. Set it for two o'clock. Oh my God. Such a control freak. <laughs> so I lay and I kind of what half. What day is this, sorry? So this is Monday. So labour had started Saturday evening. Okay. So this is Monday night at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And I was like, set an alarm. And he was like, yeah, 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 sure. So I did doze off yeah. and I woke up at maybe four o'clock yeah. and he, I woke him up then and told him to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So he went to bed and then I went back into the room and I put on my music and I got my drums and I drummed and drummed and cried and cried and cried and drummed and cried and man, I cried a thousand tears like a million tears I cried and cried and I was stamping and stamping there was water gushing out of me and I was just like this baby has to come like why isn't this happening and just really in my head yeah really really in my head Mm -hmm. but I was so connected to my body bullshit (laughs) like (laughs) I was so in my head like it was just intense yeah and so then next so that was four o'clock in the morning and I cried and cried and cried and then Bonnie woke up at like five o'clock and she cried and cried and cried and then I was so angry with Finn and he was trying to be nice to me and I was so angry I was like just get away from me like I can't do this anymore like I cannot do this anymore and I was beyond devastated and then obviously Bonnie's picking up on that and she's crying and I'm crying and it's five o'clock in the morning and everybody's crying and there's no baby and it's just so so like intense like just the feeling of such intenseness but just knowing that I'm so stuck in here my head is Mm -hmm. just I'm just stuck there yeah 
So had a call from midwife then, midwife from Melita. Maybe like, she texted me like seven o'clock saying, you know, give me a call whenever you're up. Clearly I was like, yes, (laughs) what do you need? (laughs) Like, Go time. And she was like, okay, I need you to hear what I'm saying, but don't take it on board. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. What do you need to tell me? And she was like, I've spoke to whoever her superior, whoever it was. Mm -hmm. She was like, technically you're not in labor. Okay. I was just like sorry what and she was like Sean I told you not to take it on board just hear what I'm saying to you it's such bullshit because she has to say I know yeah yeah and she knows what I'm like so she's like don't don't yeah hear it but don't listen like do you know what I mean like don't take it on board Mm -hmm. she was like but this is a good thing because it means you don't need to go in for a scan yes and I was like uh... "Ah, okay perfect right this is okay and she's like so today you need to rest you need to have a bath you need to meditate. You need to rest. You need to take your attention off your belly. That's mm-hmm. what you need to do. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. I can do that. <laughs> You're right. So <laughs> I had a chat with Finn and he was like, Sean, you need to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I really do need to do this. So me and Bonnie had a bath, a flower bath. And then I lay in bed for a while. And then I was like, I really want to go to the beach. I want to go to the ocean. Mm-hmm. So we went to the beach for a while and I could feel like there was all, there was stuff happening all the time, mm-hmm. but I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that was Tuesday. Yeah, that was Tuesday. So then obviously after my really relaxing day on Tuesday, the baby was clearly going to come on Tuesday night. <laughs> of course, because I was so relaxed. Yeah. Like, oh god it's like so lesson 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 <laughs> i know. I was just so relaxed but i had been thinking no it was actually more so these thoughts around wednesday so i went to bed tuesday night again all propped up in all the pillows i don't know what that there's it's called something and i can't remember what it's called there's like a certain way to prop up a laboring woman so that okay. she can rest but that it won't slow anything down if okay. anything's happening it's really this. bad that i shouldn't know i shouldn't know what this is called but i don't yeah so I was propped up in all the pillows and then I did sleep and then I woke up the next morning and I was like, I just slept and I've woke up and I've slept and there's no baby. <laughs> like what? And in my mind, I was like, okay, what would somebody who's not in labor do today? It's like, we're going to Fremantle. <laughs> and I woke Finn up. I said, babe, we're going to Fremantle. And he's like, What? And I was like, there's this exhibition on that I want to bring Bonnie to and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, okay, right, sure. You know, being the diligent birth partner that he is, whatever you need. And I could see him like packing all these towels in the car and (laughs) all this kind of stuff. He's like, what happens if, you know, and I'm like, well, if it's meant to happen in Fremantle, it's going to happen in Fremantle. We'll be fine. And I know now that I go really floaty when I go to Frio. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I needed to leave. I yeah. needed to just exit stage left. Yeah. And it's funny now because anytime we're back down again, Finn's like, Shona, the day we came here when you were in labor, he said, you were like so crazy. And I was like, no, I wasn't. I was so calm. He's like, no, baby, <laughs> you really weren't. So we went to this exhibition in the art center. Yeah. And... Like I was convinced that we needed to 
like have a picnic at like where the esplanade is but we didn't have it was just it was so ridiculous I was I was crazy because I was in labor but like anyway so we did that came to Fremantle and as you do and I was sitting down at the esplanade and I just had all my head was so like what is wrong with me Maybe I can't give birth naturally because I did have the oxytocin yes, with Bonnie. Yes, this is what you had in your head. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I can't. Maybe I do need intervention. Maybe I do need to go to the hospital. Was I making all of that labour up on Monday? Were all of those pains that I couldn't speak through, were all of those things in my brain? Like, was I making all of that up? And I just mm. got so devastated because I was like, I couldn't have been making it up. It was so real. It was mm-hmm. toe-curlingly real. Yeah. How, like, And then I was like, I need to sit down. When all of this is over, I'm sitting down in a room with all the birth professionals and asking them all the questions. I need to know all the answers. Like, yeah. and being really, like, heady, heady again, yeah. about it. And then I was like, oh, if I write a blog after this, it'll be called The Doula That Cried Wolf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. I was being so horrible to myself. This is hilarious that you're thinking all of this. I know. In I like know. labor. Like, and I was so, so horrible to myself because I feel like it was as well I had kind of built up what it could have been. And because I was so in my head, mm-hmm. it wasn't any of those things. And it was, do you know what? My labor, those three days that we were at home laboring were so beautiful. Mm. And we were so connected. Mm-hmm. And. The spiritual experiences we had during that time was just so magic, Mm -hmm. so magic. Like I would never change any of that, Mm -hmm. but still those, when that in, like when that intensity of connection wasn't happening, the things that were going on in my head were cruel Mm -hmm. and so, so much doubt. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I need oxytocin Mm -hmm. to have a baby. Mm -hmm. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like... When I when I say it out loud, it's like, God, John, that's like, again, like, I eat, breathe, everything birth. But mm-hmm. these were the thoughts in my mind. Yeah. So deeply ingrained in all of so us. So deeply ingrained. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy. I think also um, in a previous podcast talking to Laura Shanley, she was talking about prenatal scare. And I think maybe the reason, well, there's so many reasons, but mm. I didn't feel any of this doubt because I didn't have this prenatal scare kind of going through it. I just, because I had that nine months training to actually yeah. check in with my intuition, but yeah. for you, you had to keep going back and yeah. telling you, yeah. your baby's too big, your baby's this, your yeah. baby's that, maybe you can't. It was like I didn't have the opportunity to just be. Yeah. That's so true, actually. Mm. That's probably one of the main reasons. Because yeah. every time after an appointment, I would be like, that's it, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. Like, and I would sit in the ground under the trees, like meditating, going, yeah, free birth. Of course, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Like, of course, that's what we're doing. And then, oh, no, actually, yeah. go back over this way because this is what's safe. And also because you're giving your power away to somebody else yeah. every single time and you're suggesting that they know better I than know. you. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad to think that even someone who is empowered and knowledgeable and has all of the things mm-hmm. about birth kind of in a neat little package mm-hmm. still feels all of those things mm-hmm. to such to such 
intensity well you're human and you also live in the world that we live in i know but and then i just think of all of these women that don't have Mm -hmm. that haven't read all the books or done Mm -hmm. the courses or connected within themselves to know that they can do it yes and then they're in that world it just it breaks my heart yeah so sorry we kind of got off track we did um oh yeah so I'm you know beating the crap out of myself about the fact that I probably can't do it anyway so what's Mm -hmm. the point Mm -hmm. and we we leave Frio and go home Mm -hmm. and Finn contacts my friend Tony and obviously says to her you need to come over here and you need to bring Shona somewhere because she's losing her mind and in that time actually when I was sitting at the Esplanade in Frio I messaged like four of my friends with all of the worries and all of the like I just did a word vomit Mm -hmm. and obviously they all got back to me with all of the same stuff it's just like you can do this like we can all do it like that's just so went for a walk along the coast and talked out all of the things and talked about how I wanted all these birth professionals and you know I needed the answers to all of my questions and maybe I can't do it and the doula who cried wolf and all of those things had this conversation like speaking it all out loud yeah. And then it got to the point where I was just laughing at myself. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you are, like, what, Shona? How, like, how are you, would you speak to a woman who you were supporting in labor like this? Yeah. Like, really? Like, just yeah. listen to all of these things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I went home, you went home then that night. And so that was Wednesday night. And then, I had an appointment with midwife with mid, I keep calling it kind of midwife Melita yes. the next day. Yes. Um cuz that would have been cuz I was post dates then. Oh, you yeah, 41 weeks. So 40 and 4 at that point oh, cuz I would have been 40 sorry. weeks. Yeah, yeah. So confused. Come on, 40. These... I think 39 is now. I don't know. Oh, anyway, they want to bring it back, don't they? I anyway, don't I was post dates. So went in to see her. And obviously that morning I was devastated because I was like, I, keep, I, I, I was devastated so often because I was like, I'm meant to, I'm meant to have my baby now. I'm not yeah. meant to be going to see my midwife. That's not yeah. what's meant to be and happening. And also you've had a baby at 37 weeks yeah. for the first time. Yeah. You must have really played with your mind. It's really strange. Yeah. And so went to see her, talked about all the things. She was like, I've booked in your post-date scan. And I was just like... Your post-date scan at 40 plus 4. So I would have been having it the following week if she oh, hadn't right. come. And so she's like, I booked that in. And then she was like, so I know and you know that this won't... Nothing will happen unless baby's ready. But do you want me to... I was like, do a stretch and sweep. Yes, I do. Oh, wow. And she was like, okay, Shona, but I know that you know. Yeah. that this isn't going to change anything yeah and I was like yes I know but I and I said I want to feel like I'm doing something oh wow yeah what I want to feel like I'm doing something so that's what I said those words came out of my mouth yeah so I lay up on the table and she did a stretch and sweep and it was like there was this this energetic vortex just went mm-hmm I don't know whether it was physical mm-hmm. as well as that. I have no idea. But she then left, went to wash her hands or whatever. And I looked at Finn and he was like, what just happened? And I was like, I don't know, but something happened. Mm-hmm. I had never had a stretch and sweep before, so I didn't even know what it was meant to feel like. But I knew there yeah. wasn't like an energetic vortex involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
yeah so then we were going home and we were going to go for a walk along the coast but like a peaceful walk yeah <laughs> no I was going to work again yeah and we were driving towards the coast and I was like babe I don't think I'm actually able to go for a walk and he was like yeah, yeah that's fine and I was like you just drop me home and you and Bonnie go for a walk or whatever mm-hmm. so he was like yeah yeah that's cool and then I was like just really like uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I just I'd never had a stretch and sweep before so I had no idea I had no idea what it felt like mm-hmm. so I just have to put this bit in the story because it's just so funny so my friend Beck came to see me whenever we got home mm-hmm. and she brought a big jar of cookies mm-hmm. and I kind of nibbling a bit on a cookie and then I was like oh. I was on the fit ball I was off the fit ball I was like moving around I couldn't get comfortable I was going to see my chiro and kinesiologist friend Tony at about two o'clock or whatever. And I was just really like stretch and sweepy, I called it, because <laughs> I didn't know how well. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. So I called, Finn was outside and I called him and I was like, baby, I think you're going to have to bring me to see Tony. And he was like, yeah, I kind of figured I would be. Yeah. So we were getting into the car as Beck was leaving and I hugged her and she tells me now that the baby spoke to her. And said I'm coming. Um, I, I think it. Yeah she did. She said, I think it was I'm coming that she said. And so then. Went to East Perth. So we were in, living in Scarborough at the time. Went to East Perth. And. Tony and I had been doing a lot of work. Uh, energetic work on clearing. Past life stuff for the baby. Because yep. stuff had come up about previous births. And how scared the baby felt about being born Mm -hmm. because of all of this intervention, basically, in previous births. So the whole way through my labor, I was talking to the baby going, you're fine. We're not in hospital. We're here. We're together. It's just me and you. Mm -hmm. Like all this kind of stuff. And then so a big thing, a big clearing happened with that when I was in with Tony and I was lying down on the table and I literally had to keep getting up like and I was like, I'm just going to look at this little clock thing that she has in the corner and just see how often I'm getting up. And I was getting up every two minutes. Oh, wow. And I was just walking around the room and then I was bent over the bed at one point and I was like, stretch and sweeps are pretty hardcore. Like, Tony, <laughs> you're in labor. Like, you're yeah. in labor. Yeah. So I walked out of the room then and my friend Emily was coming up the stairs and she was like, hey are you and I was like oh just feeling a bit stretch and sweepy <laughs> so I think I had maybe about four contractions on the way to the car then it took us like 20 minutes to get home and that was the longest 20 oh, minutes of my life I don't know how women drive to hospitals in labor yeah. or give birth in a car yes. I have no idea because that was intense like I was like holding on to the hand thing I was biting into my seat belt. And I was like, I just need to be in the shower. I need to be in the shower. And Finn says, like, we got home. And I literally started taking my clothes off before I'd even got into the house. <laughs> and there was just a trail of clothes all the way to the shower. And this was maybe three o'clock at this time. Got into the shower and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. This is why women birth in water. It's like, this is so amazing. But still, still, I don't think I clocked <laughs> that I was actually in labor like because it wasn't a pain there was again there was no pain it was just this like oh yeah this is really intense I kind of need to kind of sit and focus on this but it was like it had been on the Monday do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so I was like I don't want to do this again I'm not Mm -hmm. getting my hopes up again yeah 
And so I was in the shower and it just felt so amazing. And then I said to Finn, no, I can't remember whether he started filling the pool without me asking him to. I think he might have just started to fill the pool because we had half filled it. We had filled it so he let half of it out. And we just had loads of sheets and towels over to try keep some kind of temperature in. So he would just need to refill it, put some more hot water in. Yes. So I was in the bathroom then. Go back to the start of this story when I had the perfectly curated birth space. Yes. I was in the bathroom with some towels and a bolster. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Finn came in and asked me if I wanted music. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And my playlists were perfectly curated for each stage of labor. Yes. (laughs) Then he came in at another point and asked me if I wanted any essential oils. And I was like, actually, citrus bliss and digestin. And he was like, they're not on the list. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, that's what I need. So I was just sniffing the citrus bliss. I felt really nauseous. So I was just rubbing the digestin on my tummy. Yeah. And then I was kind of in and out of the shower And I was like, I don't want to use too much of this water because this feels so good. I want to get into the pool. I know I want to get into the pool. So I was kind of in and out of the water. And then Finn came down and he just had this kind of face. And I was like, what's wrong, babe? And he was like, I had the water on to boil, but I had put it to zero instead of six. So it hasn't actually boiled. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's fine. Because you're not meant to get into the birth pool until the midwife is there. Oh, right. But I was going to get in. Like, I didn't, I literally didn't even care. I was like, and we hadn't called the midwife. Nothing had happened at this point. Yeah. So then, yeah, it was just really hard and fast and incredible and I was in the bathroom because Bonnie was, Finn was between Bonnie and the pool and me. And he was trying to do all the things. And mm-hmm. I, he, at one, for one contraction, he put his thumbs in the perfect place in my pelvis. So then I needed him to do it every single time. Okay. And he, so he was like kind of ricocheting between all three of us. And Bonnie was great. She was like in and out. But then I got too loud. Mm-hmm. And there was one point I was like on the bolster and Bonnie was behind me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Bonnie why are you pooing on the bolster <laughs> and Finn's behind me and he's like you know wiping up my poo <laughs> but he told me there wasn't a lot so that's fine that's awesome. but she was like Man. and I was like this is going to be the thing that she tells everybody like, this is going to be the thing but it wasn't and it's fine to think she's actually forgotten about it now but anyway I was pooing on the bolster yeah. and I was just yeah I was just so in it yeah. so and when because I had experienced that, I knew how heady I had been. Mm. That polarity was huge. Yeah. And I was like, this, this is it. And I didn't fully feel that with Bonnie because I was in hospital. Mm-hmm. There was people, there was lights, yeah. there was all of the things. And yeah, I was just so insanely connected with my body and with my baby. And... I had no recollection of time, of sound, of anything. There was there was nothing else, only me mm-hmm. and my baby and the vast heavens that I felt I was in. Yeah. Like I felt like I was in the air, in the sky, in the stars, in the womb of the, the divine. Like it, mm-hmm. I can't, you can't put into words that feeling. Like yeah. you just can't. Yeah. And... Yeah, I 
was in and out of the shower and then my waters broke proper pop broke and they had been trickling for days Mm -hmm. so I didn't expect that yeah so then it was yeah it was about half past five my waters broke and Finn came in and the phone was on the ground and he had been calling our birth photographer yeah and he called her like just as my waters were breaking and then she like she tells me she stayed on the phone because she could hear me and she was like this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) and she had to come all the way from Armadale and it was like half past five so anyway she he was calling her so she stayed on the phone for a while just kind of listening for fun um because she loves birth and i didn't know this at the time but i just found out it afterwards so that was half past five my waters broke and then i was more or less on my own like finn was in with bonnie because she was really upset about the noise and he'd got her headphones and she was watching our wedding video she asked to watch our wedding video (laughs) so she was in our bedroom watching the wedding video and then I was quite aware like I got like a really hot face cloth and like had it I was holding it on my perineum and you know it was so funny because I remember reading in I don't know whether it was orgasmic birth I read it in and it's like you don't need to learn how to breathe Mm. your body knows exactly Mm -hmm. what to do and it was just so incredibly instinctive. I'd ne- I've never experienced anything so instinctive. And I just had my hand in there and I was just breathing. And then I could feel her head coming. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and I was like ecstatic. Like yeah. so incredibly ecstatic, orgasmic, whatever the word is you want to use. Yes. I was all of those things. Yeah. And I could just feel like like every time I put it there I want to feel it again like when I put my hand there I'm like where's her head it's clearly gone because she's out and she's one and a half and she's walking around but like just that feeling yeah that incredible feeling so I had my hand there and her head just popped out and I called Finn and I was like Finn the head's out and he came rushing in and he went to to look underneath me because he thought I was crowning yeah and he was like fuck it's the actual head i was like yeah babe it's the the head get bonnie like so i was in the bathroom this was this was a little small little kind of two bed like villa thing finn walked from the bathroom to the bedroom to get bonnie and brie had been born by the time they came in so i had my hand down on her head and I could just feel her head moving to come out. Yeah. And then f- one one contraction. Damn. And there she is. On my chest. Finn and Bonnie walk in. And it's just like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Kind of <laughs> just had a baby. <laughs> like, this just happened. And we were just like ecstatic. Like there's pictures that we have. Like pictures that Finn has taken of me. Like literally directly afterwards. And... I can I've the the ecstatic like I can't even describe the feeling because mm. there was the baby that I had just birthed on my own in my bathroom with nothing or nobody with me. Yeah. No oils, no herbs, yes. no music, no football, no pool, yeah. no midwife, no anything. Yeah. Me and the baby. Mhm. And it was exhilarating. It was just 
the most incredible thing. The most incredible thing. Mm-hmm. So Finn had called Tony, who was Bonnie's person for the birth. Yes. But Tony was working because I had just been to see her. Oh, yes. So she left someone. She's a Cairo. She left someone on the table saying, sorry, I have to go. Oh, wow. So she left and arrived, I'd say, five minutes after. Wow. So Finn, baby's in my arms. Finn puts a towel over her the baby at this point yeah. Bonnie and Finn are in the bath like this bathroom's tiny so Bonnie and Finn are sitting in the bath I'm on the ground on the bolster holding the baby and Bonnie was like it's a boy and I was like is it no I was actually holding her this way so she was here and I was like is it and I lifted the towel and she was a girl and then the ecstaticness just got next level we were like oh my god honestly like <laughs> it's a girl like and then I was like of course it's a girl of course it's a girl like of course course it's a girl <laughs> this makes so much sense so tony arrived then like five minutes later and bonnie ran straight there can you believe it can you believe and this is just what she kept bonnie just kept saying can you believe it can you believe it over oh, and over again so i'm just sitting in the bathroom on my bolster with my baby girl on my boob like just bliss oh. absolute bliss like there i have there's nothing, there is nothing like that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I felt bliss after Bonnie was born. But yeah. this time. Mm. Just, just that knowing. Mm. And that actual depth of knowing. Mm-hmm. It's like, we did this. Yeah. Me and you. And this is what you always wanted. Mm-hmm. You were telling me all along, all throughout my pregnancy. And that's why you didn't come on the Sunday or the Monday when the midwife was here and the birth photographer was here and all the things. Mm-hmm. And until I realized that I have everything that I need inside of me, she wasn't going to come. Yeah, She wasn't going to come until I made that conscious decision to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, okay, go time. I am here. Yeah. And to this day, that's the person that she is. Yeah. She is a tornado. And she just <laughs> makes you see all of these things about yourself that you've just pushed away. I don't want to see that. I'm not ready for that just yet. And she's like, no, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> so then I think it was maybe like half an hour later that the midwife arrived. Yeah. I think because obviously Brie orchestrated it that it would be in peak hour traffic yeah. as well. <laughs> like she orchestrated it perfectly. Yeah. Like perfectly yeah so Melita came in when I'm on the floor and Melita was like I knew this was gonna happen you know that and I was like yeah so did I but like (laughs) neither of us admitted it um and I really wanted to get into the pool then because I just I loved how the water felt in the shower I was like the pool is there yes I'm just gonna get in so like you know got myself up again another really short cord I obviously make babies with really short cords yeah so I was like trying to like get up off the bolster and do all the things and I got into the pool then and it was really lovely, but it just felt too big and open and spacious mm. at that point. I was like, no, I need to be like mm-hmm. held. So then it was really funny because then as incredible as Melita is, I was then on a clock for my placenta to be oh, passed. Course, yes. So I had to get out of the pool, but I was happy to get out of the pool. That wasn't even a thing. Mm-hmm. So I went and sat on the toilet and you're meant to pass your placenta within an hour mm-hmm. of the baby being born. Yes. One hour and five minutes. Bree, oh, wow. Bree's like, no, I'm not going to do it in an hour. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you guys. Fuck you. I'll do it in an hour and five minutes. Yeah. So pass the placenta. And then, yeah, 
like we were just us then and we were just on our own in our bubble Mm -hmm. like just so incredible and so after I passed the placenta after I passed the placenta I think yeah I Finn yeah so Finn had her then and I I don't know I went did I shower I don't know what I did but I Finn was with her anyway and I was doing whatever and I came back into the room then and he was like she's told me her name and I was like oh my god and it was a name that day when the when the Bridget person had arrived we had this whole big conversation about what like about her and where she had come from and so Bridget was so she had really communicated with Finn this spirit Bridget whether it's goddess Bridget or just a woman called Bridget Mm -hmm. her and Finn had had all of this communication while I'm in labor and she had told him that she was the mother of the baby when the when that traumatic birth had happened and she had died in childbirth Mm. and she was here to be with me and I wonder wonder the baby didn't want to be born because its mother died like Mm. that was such a remembering in its soul and after that I cried for all of the women and all of the children and all of the world and then I said to Finn I was like what's her name and he got out his phone and I was like what are you doing you're gonna text the ghost like (laughs) and he's like no it's bruh it's bruh and I was like Bridget and he was like yeah it's like how did you know and I was like I just that was her name and we started then writing down like different derivatives of that. Yeah. And Brie, B-R-I Fada was one of them, which is an Irish way. The mm-hmm. I would be double E. Okay. But when I said it to Kat, I said, what would you say if you saw this written down? She's like, it would be Bri. And I was like, okay, well, I need it to be Brie. Yeah. So after I had said about our daughter being called Brie, that my daughter that I didn't think I was even having, <laughs> I said, I laughed and laughed. I was like, I can't call my daughter Brie. And Finn was like, why not? I was like, because I'm so obsessed with Outlander. People will think that I want to be Claire. So I want to call my daughter Brie. And oh, I can't do that. And we had always had the name Rua. Like we called the bump Rua. Okay. Um, which is like the Gaelic word for fox is Madra Rua. Okay. And Rua just kind of came from that. Yeah. So Brie Rua is where her name came from. And so she, in a beautiful energetic exchange told him that that was her name and then we did the most beautiful cord burning ceremony which was so lush like it was just the most gentlest separation Mm -hmm. and I think we maybe did that two three four a good few hours after she was born Mm -hmm. and Bonnie Bonnie and Finn did some and then Tony took over from Bonnie and like it was a really it was a big separation for me I felt like I could really feel it energetically Mm -hmm. and I could feel it in her as well but it was just it just made so much sense to do that Mm. it just I the the cutting is just so severe and yeah it just the the cord burning was something that was just so it was a really big priority for me Mm -hmm. um and yeah then we just had the most lush night family of four all in our little bed together and just like 
her birth is how she lives her life. Mm-hmm. And I see that in her every single day. And she's so independent. She is just like a powerhouse. Yeah. An absolute powerhouse. And I need to go back to that time again and then see that part in me. Yeah. Like I, I forget about it all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. I'm like, no, actually remember that yeah remember that time where you free birthed in the bathroom on your own i did that yeah remember that yeah i see i sometimes think that you go remember what you did remember Remember the power that you felt then and bring that into your life right now that it there's yeah it's so easy because it's nearly like it's amnesia but you don't want to forget it like you don't want to forget that because but i don't feel like we could ever forget it because it's it literally coded into our cells yes yes like we could never actually forget it. Yes. It's just this mind of ours just yeah. plays games with us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, that's so beautiful. And what an epic story. I know, right? I never realized it was so epic. <laughs> so epic. But um, what a beautiful experience. And mm. thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you for giving me the chance to share. Yeah. Clearly I haven't shared. Not blah, 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 blah. It's so good. It's so good. Um. If anyone wants to connect with you, how can they? Uh, well, as of right now, I'm still the brighter mama on Instagram, but I will be changing my name in actually in homage to Brie and her birth and all of that. So I don't want to say it right now. Okay. But hopefully by the end of the week, I'll be something else. But right now I'm the brighter mama. Okay. Beautiful. Um, I don't know when this is going to be up. I'll, but... uh, I'll pop it in the show notes. Yeah. And if you've got the name, then we can put it there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's. That's me. Okay, well, thank you so much, Shona. It was beautiful hearing your story, and I'm sure that will inspire a lot of women. Oh, I hope so. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Renegade Mama podcast. That's all for today. But if you would like to connect with me, I am on Facebook as the Renegade Mama podcast or on Insta as the underscore Renegade underscore Mama. You can also visit me on my new website, therenegademama.co. And there you'll be able to find out more information about the show, our latest birthing classes and much more. The Renegade Mama is all about following your intuition, not the institution. We are sovereign. We are free. If you like the Renegade Mama podcast, then leave a review. You can do so on iTunes or our Facebook page. The Renegade Mama is released weekly on both Apple iTunes, Spotify, our website or wherever you get your podcasts.